Hello and welcome to Stafford Speak. We're back. It's James here with, to my knowledge, the town's only and therefore best podcast. Thank you so much for all your listens and kind words on last week's show. I'll try and make this week's at least as entertaining. I had a bit of a shock this week. I found that the Borough Council could switch one of my favourite curry houses' licence because they discovered a load of illegal migrants working there. All this on National Curry Week. That's like being dumped on Valentine's Day. Anyway, it got me thinking. What else have I, well, we, lost in Stafford's? And I'm not talking about keys or pens or remotes for the telly. Things we all love. I'm going to start with a big one, okay? Woolworths, Woolies, I know, after all these years, it's still raw, isn't it? On the 17th of December 2008, we were given the unwelcome Christmas present that Woolworths, the much-loved favourite of our high street, was closing its doors forever. Pfft, administrators, what do they know? It wasn't just pick and mix and CDs. Who else remembers Ladybird's kids' clothing and Chad Valley toys? Apparently, bosses needed to find £30 million in a month to save the brand. I think we could have done that. Okay, so the RRP of a 100 gram bag of pick and mix is apparently a pound. That's 3 million bags or 300 tonnes of cola bottles, fried eggs and those teeth you used to put in front of your own and pull a funny face at whoever was next to you. So 300 tonnes, okay, maybe we couldn't have saved it. 2008 was already a bad year with the loss of Woolies, but also Heath Ledger, Grange Hill and Westlife. Well, for a year until they ran out of money. You're flying without wings. In June 2008, demolition began on the old riverside, and a little bit of me got knocked down too. Granted, I learnt to swim there, but its disgusting looking building had so much magic and enchantment within. Am I the only one who was scared senseless of the diving pool? And who walked or, or ran through those showers you had to run through to get out of the changing rooms into the pool? Who else remembers the vending machines and tuck shop? You could buy toast there and a slush puppy. And for those in the folds enough, there was of course that upstairs bar. It was horrific. But when you're 11, it seemed like the coolest place in the world. Look at me, I'm in a bar. And I remember that massive Catheray TV. <laughs> and I almost forgot that row of terraced houses where the school bus used to drop you off and you'd run through to get to the uh, centre. Oh, the good old days. Speaking of bars, what's a, a trip down memory lane without uh, Reynolds Bar on Fourgate Street? Three floors of heaven. The Salad Bar, Attic Bar and Reynolds Bar was the place to be on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday during the 80s and 90s. The former Dorman's Diesel factory kicked out for the last time in December 2002 with Chicago Rock, The Litton Tree and The Picture House all opening at the other end of town. God, we were lazy. Couldn't we have walked? Well, we remember fondly the doorstep, the great live bands and the money raised for good causes. So, what came before The Litton Tree? The Newton Cucumber. What came before The Newton Cucumber? Faces American Diner. You are fake news. Maybe that diner served hot dogs in brine, but there was manky salty water on that site long before that. Here's a quick Stafford Speak history lesson. In the 1880s, a thick bed of salt was discovered on Stafford Common during the search for a new water supply for the town. Pff, I tell you what, that is not true. It was obviously pirates digging for treasure. You are fake news. Anyway, people thought about what they could do with this salt. Put it on their chips, for example. But 
Instead, they opened the brine baths on Greengate Street in 1892. If you didn't learn to swim at Riverside, you probably learnt to swim there. The baths offered a swimming pool, Turkish baths and therapeutic pools, all for sixpence. I've got no idea what that costs these days because I was born after 1971. Unfortunately, in 1977, the building was demolished because the Borough Council didn't want to walk more than 100 feet to get their lunches from Subway. Speaking of shops, what about Andy's Records? I didn't realise there were dozens of these across the land. Honestly, I thought it was the only one. I thought we were special. So who was Andy? Who was this fella and why did he have a record shop? Well, Andy Gray... What a headshot! What a headshot! Not that one. Started selling second-hand jukebox 45s and old 75 RPM... I, I don't know what they are. Records on Felix Stopier in the... Summer of 69. And by 1992, he was the UK's biggest independent music retailer. I'll take a bow, son. But, at the end of the day, you couldn't compete with the buying power of the supermarkets and other chains like HMV and Virgin Megastores. Pfft, where are they now? So, in 2003, the shutters came down and the speakers fell silent. Hmm, I'm starting to paint the town centre out to be a pretty depressing place here, aren't I? But it too has seen some pretty amazing changes over the years. This one's for the older ones. Do you remember when it used to have cars and Midland Red buses going up and down it? There was even a bus stop in the market square, complete with an underground toilet. Just think of them as a pooey nuclear bunker under Mr Sizzle. I bet loads of folk will say that this Pedestrianisation has ripped out the beating heart of the town, tearing away any character and making it look like any other high street in the country. But you know what, I like to think it is Staffordshire's answer to Last Ramblers. Instead of street performers and human statues, you've got the big issue lady outside Smith's. Who needs La Bucarara Market when you've got two Gregs? And forget Cartier Glaze's department store, we've got Super Six. Sorry, sorry, I'm making it sound like Stafford isn't very classy. Okay, it is. Okay, we haven't yet got a Waitrose, but we've got a Sainsbury's and that's quite expensive in there. But the poshest supermarket in Stafford used to be something very, very different. Who remembers Shell Rose Gasworks? Okay, here's another quick history lesson. Similar to nowadays to our food, cars and footballers, we used to make our own gas. It's called town gas rather than import this in from Europe. Now, I'm no scientist. In fact, I spent more time doodling silly cartoon willies in the back of my science book than paying attention in class. But I think it had something to do with burning coke. Hmm, I bet they all had sticky fingers. But there used to be these two massive gasometers right next to where the lamb pub is now. Just, just be careful where you flick your fags. Perhaps you'd stub them out on your lotus shoes. Well, that old factory used to be the heart and soul of the town. <laughs> See, until 1998, Stafford was famous for its shoemaking. I guess it's semi-interesting as the factory on Greengate Street was one of the first anywhere in the country to include showing machines. We'll just uh, skip over the child labour part. But, being typical Stafford, it all went tits up when some bright spark found out it was cheaper to make them in Wales. Bloody Bridgend, who do they think they are with their sand dunes and their castle and daffodils? I know I mentioned this one last week, but it's my podcast and I don't care, I'll talk about what I want. I'm talking about the university site at Beaconside. In 2014, Staff's Uni's board said it made 
economic sense to close the campus. Economic sense? Is, is that the same thing why I wear my underpants for four days to save on washing powder? Or the same economic sense why I mind sweep my drinks in Weatherspoons on a Saturday night? Well, the older ones amongst you might have to ask a younger family member or, or Google what that means. The students that were pretty pissed off, understandably, about having to go up to Stoke. I mean, I would be too. Have you seen the queue in Primark? And I swear, I once saw a floater in Waterworld. Still, last month, the site's Chinese owners have promised to spend £1 million on that funky octagon building. I've heard they're planning to turn it into the Midlands' biggest 99p store. Well, there you have it, another episode of Stafford Speak all done and dusted. I've probably missed something off the list. If you've got any fond memories of Stafford past, I'd love to hear about it. Get in touch on social media. Until next week, au revoir! You are fake news.